What's up guys? I'm Grace. And I'm Lucy. We're coming to you live from the studio on 83rd Ave. And you're listening to The Big Picture Podcast. <laughs> and tonight we're speaking with Jerry, aka The Human's Experience. So, Jerry, Hi. who are you? Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've you, I know you sent me that question, and I uh, skipped through it. Who am <laughs> I? Existential crisis. Um, that's a question that I'm trying to figure out myself. Um, who am I? I believe that I am a kind man who's trying to find uh, who I really am. So I've been through uh, a lot of stuff in my life, and I wasn't that... I believe that I'm figuring it out who I am, so I can't answer that right now. <laughs> I love but that I, answer in itself, honestly. Yeah, I wasn't who I was before, and I ain't who I am now, and I'm f- trying to figure out who I will be. Ooh, you're so deep. Yeah. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> Sounds good. I love it. Put that in a book. Yo. <laughs> he does have poetry books. <laughs> and what is your story? My story... Wow. Sometimes I feel like I have a whole bunch of them. <laughs> um, well, the short version, I grew up in a pretty good life, I believe, considering that um, I'm really grateful for the life I had. It wasn't that easy, but I've worked with so many people on the streets and marginalized that I realized that I've had a good life. And who am I has uh, come from that. Like it's just, it's a journey. I lived in, you know a poor life in the inner city, and through uh, diversity and little childhood trauma, I was able to kind of navigate um, and try to find myself. So it's, I've been discover trying to discover myself, and that's why that question was. I'm glad it's the first one because I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out, and uh, through art in my previous work and addictions and mental health bullshit and just the struggle of living and life and everything that's thrown um it's a beautiful journey and yeah that's my story it's it's a journey i'm a drifter and i've just been drifting around just like the driftwood cool yeah oh love that it's tight that's so what inspired you to start doing what you're doing right now with Photography and um, else. What inspired me? I think I've always been inspired by people's story. Uh, as a young kid, I had pretty big, wide eyes, and I was always curious of people struggling because we were struggling too. But we, my mother, hit it well. So I remember, you know, being in the welfare lines and the women's shelters and all that stuff, and with other kids, and I always felt normal. But I always looked at the other kid and I had just non-judgmental kind of heart and was always felt sorry for people struggling, even though I was struggling in the same boat, but I always had this deeper appreciation of curiosity. And when I was younger, kindergarten, I found a baby in the garbage, a live baby. And there's a long story that's attached to that. And I just opened up the garbage lid and there was a baby there because I was inner city and you, that's what you do is look through the garbage and there is an indigenous little boy in a hospital blanket squirming around and I 
whistle for my brother who was a block ahead of me. That's what older brothers do. They walk ahead of their younger brothers. <laughs> and we picked it up, or he picked it up because I was a little squirmy, you know, as a young kid. Yeah. So we picked it up, he put it in this like abandoned car that was right by these apartment buildings. Uh, the door was ajar, we put it in there, and I just remember staring at this baby and wondering how the fuck did, uh, did somebody like toss this baby out? Like, how could that happen? I had appreciation of where I was going, I had appreciation of my mother, how my family was, and like just the, how s strong this kid was. He wasn't even crying. And long story short, I, felt, I believe that that was my first photo. It was just instilled in my mind. And then after that, I had like my uh, curiosity of the inner city and people in the streets or just people in general looking at somebody at the bus stop. It changed my life. Like I just was like, I looked deeper at them and I wanted to know their story. And I would like leave my house and sneak out and go talk to people in the streets my whole life since I was like a little too young and a little too curious. But, and I thought it was, a pro not a problem, but I just was really worried because it was an obsession of mm -hmm. mine. And then later in life, I find that, you know what I mean, it's, it all meshed together. I, that's why I do what I do is because I have to, I've always done it. And I, now I just sometimes put a camera to my front of my face and just snap away. But it, everything that I've learned since I'm a kid is what my photos are about. It's the snapping part and the, when I freeze a moment, that's just the act of photography. But what goes along with it is is what I've learned since I was a kid. The approach, the the uh, curiosity, the uh, the acknowledgement of struggle is like you can't really teach that in a photography class. It's a lifetime um, achievement that I've I've been fortunate enough to like experience and some people might think that it, it's you know it's it's a bad life but uh, it's taught me so much about myself and about human beings and loving yourself and everything just humanity yeah it's awesome yeah thank Great. you and beautiful all <laughs> <Yeah>, right <laughs> most people are like i don't <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> <laughs> taking pictures <laughs> like that's great and thank you what projects are you currently working on yeah uh projects okay so a little bit of backstory um i've been in this like self-discovery i've been trying to get sober and i've been trying to like change my life i'm turning um 44 years old and I'm still, I was still stuck in this like, I was still stuck at the certain age of when I started kind of like experimenting with drugs or um, just my adolescent, just self-discovery of myself and just uh, slandering my life, I would say. Uh, taking life for granted in a way of um, uh, numbing myself. And it just started catching up to me. And then, uh, so all these projects that, you know I mean, all this photography and all this work that I've done previous, I used to work with uh, in group homes and adults with disabilities my whole life. I had my own group home, my own home, and I felt like I was contradicting it. I just felt like I was trying to help somebody else while I was struggling myself. And 
I hid it really, really well until I couldn't hide it anymore. It was seeping out, right? So um, my projects came to me like I got. I was really fortunate with photography. It, it worked. It snowballed. It created its own thing. But yeah, I was fucking polluting myself. I was hurt, and it became just like when I was working at a group home. I couldn't do it anymore. No can't care. Can't care about somebody anymore no when you're when you're fucking can't care about yourself and then the same thing was happening to me in photography when I was going out in the streets and I was seeing somebody that was struggling and all I thought about was getting the photo and the story instead of actually in the beginning where I actually was genuine and I was it just took something away from me and I figured out it wasn't myself it was just my struggle with drugs my alcohol and if, if I was going to care about somebody, if I was genuinely going to tell them that, you know, you can change or try to tell their story, I think I'd have to honor my, them and the story by fixing myself. And I, I'm tired. I was tired of that life. So I made a, a choice where I was going to go and go on a journey. And it's been like a life, like a, maybe a year or so where I've been really tapping into like trying to figure out how can I... And it's not about quitting or anything like that. It's just about figuring who the fuck I am. Like the same mm -hmm. of that initial question you asked me. And I find that to love yourself is probably the, one of the hardest things um, that I've been able to to uh, to learn. And so yeah, so th my projects have halted, and that is my fucking number one project is for me to take care of myself Yo, for me to yeah. give myself a chance and I'm taking things nice and slow and things are still coming to me by being clear and giving myself an opportunity to rediscover it and that being said yeah I am working on a book I'm working on a memoir I'm working on poetry every day I do uh, photography still on the streets. I, everything is there. But now I have myself as my main project. So instead of fucking up all the time and then going out and trying to create these projects to, to fill my own ego or to fill my own void, now they're generic. They're not generic. They're genuine and they're just coming at me. So. Oh, you sound so free. It is yeah. very freeing. I've never thought that before. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this, I never thought that stopping drinking or stop smoking weed, I always thought that I was going to lose my personality. I've been doing that, that since I was 16 years old. And I thought that I would lose friends and I thought I wouldn't be able to go to bar and dance or karaoke or just be myself. And it's the opposite. And I don't feel like I'm losing my photography. I always felt like I'm fucking going to lose this opportunity. I'm going to lose this gift. I'm going to lose. No, it's still there. And it's, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's safe. I feel really safe in my own self. And I'm not competing with anybody or myself. It's just there. My project is fixing myself. That's my number one fucking project. Part of my language. And everything's going to come. I have a school project that's coming along and that was just little pieces of what I was doing with photography that I just, an, an idea, a manic idea that now has snowballed into like 
uh, lady in Argentina has piloted the project. Now it's in two elementaries. Now it's going to go in the same high school that I got my ass kicked out of. Oh my god! And it's a beautiful little simple project where they look at children look at pictures. Yeah. The teachers have their own uh, have their own flexibility in how they can approach it, and it's just a project on communicating about people, marginalized people, situations, and it talks about their homes, talks about what's going on in the communities, and it's part of like the social studies curriculum, so it's, um, the teachers have a way, teachers and students have a way that they can approach that in their own lives, in their own homes, their own schools, and their own communities, and the feedback has been fucking great. The kids are like asking questions, and they're asking, how can I help in my own schools and communities, and doing some certain things, so this full circle is happening because I'm giving myself a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my next project is just fix this man, this yeah, this <laughs> little boy that wants to be a man. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow, that's been such a common theme in a lot of our interviews too, is people talking about fixing their childhood identities and um, yeah. just really, you know, self care and knowing that that's not a luxury anymore. That you know, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to love ourselves first in order to have the capacity to love others. And it's, I love that that's kind of becoming a little bit more obvious in some people's lives because it's just so true. Be yeah. your best self so you can shine your light on everyone else. Absolutely. Whoever, whoever used to thought that childhood shit would influence. <laughs> Your whole life. <laughs> I've been pushing shit down my whole fucking life. Part of my which is it okay if I speak? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're Canadian. All right, so yeah. I have, this, I have Irish language. blood. I like to swear. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, I never thought like I just push shit down. Yeah, it happened and it's gone. But no, man, it's starting to surface. I'm starting to get really. I'm always a sensitive man, but it's starting to come up, and I'm starting to figure out these are the reasons why I did these things. These are the reasons why I had uh, problems with relationships because I was taking things that I n thought I needed mm -hmm. and I was uh, why I didn't care about my body why I'd, I didn't care about my health why I would make these decisions yeah. unrational decisions and you figure it out it's a lot of it's childhood shit that yeah. I haven't acknowledged and now I'm at this age and I can now I understand and working with other people I'm like okay I'm figuring it out and it's easier to navigate yeah when you when you when you acknowledge it at least yeah yeah exactly. step number one right there yeah. yeah and what do you want people to take away from um I don't want them to take anything <laughs> um, perhaps leave something um, I've always been very uh, when you when I first when you find an, a new passion it's scary right because you you leave something else you find oh my god okay now I, I belong this is my passion. Photography's hard, man. Everybody's a fucking photographer. So I was very competitive. I wanted to be the best. I wanted, I needed to be the best. It's because I was feeling something. I, I was so scared to fail. I found that I thought that there was no place in this world for me. I thought I was unique, but always trying to fit in. Couldn't fucking find my way. So I was really, um, when I took photos of people on the street, it was knees down on the ground, connection, photo lost. So I got, I had a sensibility with the photos. I people knew right away because when you take pictures of homeless people, you can, you can get heckled a lot, and people think that you're exploiting. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see very easily that the, my photos, uh, it's connection. They're looking right at me. 
sometimes smiling, sometimes in pain. But you can see a connection. I don't exploit. And you get around that, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's sometimes difficult. Some people uh, that take photos of people living in the street, it's hard to, to get that silver lining. Um, I'd like somebody to look at that my photo and actually think of that person, the p people that they walk by every day. Think about the photographer who's actually gave fucking a, a, a yeah. time to yeah. go out in the street, put his knees down, my, I'm eye level. Um, I'm not doing it because for money, obviously. I'm not doing it even for an awareness. I'm doing it because I have to. I've, I've been doing this since I was a kid. This is uh, self-discovery. I am an artist. When I finally told myself I was an artist, there was no going back. The feet, you know what I mean? The scare you guys are artists and it, yeah. it, how hard it was. Yeah, I'm an artist. You gotta really fucking believe it. You gotta yeah, believe it. You know. It's a subjective uh, career. Yeah. And it's you're either good, bad, not good, great, or all the above. And there's no, like, you just gotta find your own way. So you look at my photos, and you, I'd like people to say that whoever's taking these photos means it, meaningful. And I want them to like it, I want them not to like it, and I want them to look at somebody different when they walk past them. That's great. Yeah. 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 I think especially, like, we'll talk about, like, the school project a sure. bit later on, but um, I feel like, especially, like, in my experience when I was young and I didn't live in the city and I would come into the city with my parents and someone would be on the street like do you have a couple dollars or whatever and it's always pull you away don't whatever yeah. and it's like it's taught almost like as a child you're curious you have you don't see I guess what's taught welcome to the yeah. bubble generation yeah yeah and like Especially with the school thing, like, I think it's so important, like, showing those kids that and everything, so... Yeah, yeah, it's, you're, t what, you're taught, I was taught that. Yeah. yeah. They're scary, they're drug addicts, they're gonna hurt you, they're dirty, yeah. they're drunks, they're fuck, they're gonna, you're gonna get s s whatever it is, yeah. Do you know what? It's in there still. Yeah. It's... It's a natural reaction when you see something different. It's natural to feel like that. And it, it, people shouldn't feel guilty about it, but they should learn about it. I am a paycheck away from being homeless, right? Yeah. Like we can lose, uh, I've met rich people, I've met every walk of life. It's a circumstance, a life circumstance, it's a mental health, you know what I mean? You fucking fall, you get hit in the head, you're fucked up. Yeah. You don't want to be in a hospital, you don't want to be in a shelter because you're paranoid, boom, streets, it's the safest place. Uh, you lose somebody, got no fucking money, you can't work, boom, streets. Y your parents are telling you to get the fuck out, boom, streets. You know what I mean? Alcohol, drugs, mental health, it's all... Yeah, I do a lot of work in East Hastings, are you guys, are you ladies familiar with East Hastings? It's Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Inner city. It's like ground zero, man, for like mental health and... I would I would spend months there. I'd rent a like a hotel, and I would indulge and force myself to smell those smells and look at that mm -hmm. and see people doing needles. And I needed it because I was trying to s discover who, the, who I was. 
and I had this fascination of like ground, like people on the ground, and I still have this feeling when you walk by somebody and it's you judge you judge really quickly. It's an instinct, right? I'm yeah. I'm an animal and I, like you, you judge them. But I've seen it so much, and I've helped so much, and I've been a part of it, where uh, it tapers, and then you're kind. I'm a kind man. I'm a kind person. I want to know. I want to know how to help. I want to see. And then it just, they're just like me. Yeah. And it's just like you. And then you then you walk around where you don't judge, because it's, but it's hard, and it's hard to teach other people like that, because, um, yeah. You know what I mean? They live in their own little bubble and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I, I'd rather judge somebody who has fancy things if he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, oh man, that's, yeah. <laughs> rather than somebody who's lying on the street, you know what I mean? That needs a buck or something. Yeah. Who's all drunk, or whatever. Uh, the guy who's with with the fancy stuff, who's who is a, who is um, unkind, is I judge them more. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I totally believe that we live in a sick society and any homelessness that does come out of it is just a result of our society being sick and there's just so much that we need to do when it comes to working on um, everything in our society, especially how we deal with homelessness. Like, there are so many homes out there and the prices are rising and they're all just empty. And, you know, it just doesn't make sense that we have so many homeless people. And look at all this money being raised. And yeah. We won't talk about, like, a certain issue, but look at all this money being raised where everybody's like, yeah, man. And yeah. So it wouldn't take very much money. And what, like, there's people out there fucking freezing to death and dying, man. You know what I mean? Why not? Oh, my God, and Edmonton's one of the most northern cities. It gets dangerously cold here, and we yeah, don't have man. any precautions for this kind of thing. Hello? No, yeah. there's empty places like the rebound center, the old jail, and stuff like that. You do, But you don't make money off homelessness. You kind of do, because we like use resources, but it's mm-hmm. it's just a topic that just gets thrown Capitalism. away. Yeah. And just like any other topic, it gets old news. You just got to keep on fucking talking about it. Just like the indigenous and all, all those bodies being found and all the residential yeah. housing. You keep on talking about it because it's going to get old news. And then we're not, and then it's just going to be, and then it's going to be tired and then it's going to be something else. You just got to keep fucking grinding. And that's why yeah. I throw pictures up and just keep on reminding people, man, there's people on the streets out there. And I'm just, I'm not an advocate for, uh, for I'm not. I don't call myself an advocate for homelessness. It's just I walk on the streets and I talk to people. It's, yeah. you know what I mean? I've been called like a homeless photographer. And no, I'm just a, I'm an artist. That's that's what I see. And I'm yeah. just putting it out. Simple. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about the Chai Pig mural and how you got the sure. photograph? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I love I'd that love, story. I'd love to talk about Chai Pig. Chai Pig has uh, changed my life. I have him right here. Um, yeah, that's right. I have his artwork right here. Uh, so, Chai Pig, <laughs> that's his real artwork. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's lit. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of the Angry Birds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, does. <laughs> it does. It does. He should get, like, royalty for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I was in Vancouver in 2014, doing my thing, East Hastings, um, taking photos of people on the street. And that's a tough neighborhood. You gotta p- put the camera to the side. You gotta pretend that you like you're not afraid of that area. You gotta mm-hmm. walk the walk and 
pretend like you're there. And I would indulge. I'd be, you know, have a couple drinks of me, and I'd be like, you know, gotta smell the part. I would say. <laughs> and uh, I was, I seen this guy, man. This guy walking down was like, he, he was like maybe eighty pounds, wearing like this aviator hat, and he just has this like crazy mustache, and he's wearing a dress, like a sparkly dress, with like with some kicks on with some like Doc Martens and like, whatever he's wearing I don't know and he's just coming at me I just needed his photo so I waited until he came out and said hey how you doing and he stopped kind of looked at me up and down and I go, I go do you mind if I take your photo I, I take photos of the street photographer and he goes do you know who the fuck I am and I said no he goes good buy me a beer <laughs> I said who the fuck is this guy man like you know what I mean you're rude yeah <laughs> you're fucking like, what, 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 are you, what are you talking about and then yeah. I said it's gonna be interesting yeah let's go for a beer so I went for a beer and this man who I met so intelligent talked about just his intelligence about life rock and roll he knew everything and I knew he knew everything because it, some stuff I, I knew already it was very factual um, so whatever got his photo and had a beer and I said, yeah, I come back every three, four months to Vancouver. He goes, yeah, 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 right. Everybody says that. I said, no, I'll come back, come see him. So three months I come back. I go to the same bar that I always like little holes in the ground, little punk bars. It's my favorite. It <laughs> smells like pee and pop and <laughs> fucking there's, you know, you barely can't sit in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it's my places <laughs> where you can barely look at yourself it's all smeared lipstick anyways yeah. um, I go there and he's, he was so surprised to see me and he offered me to sit with his friends and then I look around there's pictures of him I'm like oh this guy must be just a local so mm -hmm. we talk talk I came back the next year I came back next next year next year next year so I think it was three years I didn't know who the fuck this man was no I didn't, don't listen to that music are you kidding me? I wasn't a fan at the time. Yeah. I, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is so crazy. Right? I was a classic rock fan, so I'm like, oh, I'm not listening to this stuff. But anyways, I didn't know who he was. And then one day I go there and he has a whole lineup of people. And I was like, what the fuck? He's drawing these things. And I was like, why? They're just simple. He goes, come sit by him. By him. And everybody's like, who? Like, wondering, who am I to mm -hmm. sit by him? And I can sense that he was somebody. Do you even know who I am? And then I find out that he's fucking Chai Pig from SNFU, lead fucking singer of this fucking band from my hometown. Big fucking influence. Crazy, yeah. like, in, like, you know what I mean? Got it. He got photographed by Andy Warhol. Okay. He met Leonard Cohen, which is a hero of mine. Like, And he's just like around the world and all this gig. And I found out later, I did research. So I'm like, hey man. <laughs> you, never told, yeah. you, never, you never told me and he goes and he puts his hand on my lips he goes Shh. he goes he goes you look you look cuter weird if you don't talk <laughs> and he's like pushing my lips and I'm like he goes go buy me a soul buy him a beer we, whatever, we party all night party all night he gets drunk I walk him home and he goes meet me for lunch and I was like yeah sure no problem I just, he was so interesting, and I just found mm -hmm. out who the hell it was, and I wasn't interested in that line, like, we were friends already. Yeah. Like, genuine, so then he allowed me to take photos of him, very intimate, because he hated when people would ask him for photos, because he looked weird, and he was dying, and he was, he was, like, deteriorating, and he wasn't the guy that he used to be, I didn't know that. Um, so he allowed me access to his life, he would, t we would talk about 
sex, drugs, and rock, roll, and all the stories, and I would just listen. And then at the end, he would say, okay, are you ready? Are you artist, he'd call me. <laughs> artist. And um, he let me take his photos. We'd go in an alley, or, you know, I, mean, I was one of the first ones of his friends that he said to, to go into his house and have a couple of drinks with him. We wrote poetry. I had, he had a poem stuck on his bed, one of my poems on his bed that I wrote for him. I tucked him in. Intimate <laughs> stuff that I've actually never talked about with people. And I wasn't using him for anything because I didn't want anything from him. Just a fucking friend. Yeah. And he felt that. So he allowed me these photos. Five years I took photos. I have hundreds and hundreds of photos that I haven't shown anybody that are just mine. And, mm. and it changed my life. And he told me that I was an artist. And I asked why. Because to call yourself an artist like we mentioned before is hard and he just says look what you, I was myself in this photo and uh, and then I believed him <laughs> I believed him like when he told me that I'm like fuck man Andy Warhol took your photo I was like I felt I'm like so that means Andy Warhol took his photo I'm taking his photo I'm related to, or I'm like you know fuck yeah <laughs> alright I got it artist artist done deal okay yeah. So, and then um, these lovely uh, girls, uh, friends of mine, Layla and Lacey, uh, incredible artists. Oh, um, they also did the uh, gorilla, hey? The gorilla. No, well, first they did a mural of my photo as well in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. In the alley mm -hmm. where Is I know. Is one of them's from? Yeah. Yeah, Lacey. And uh, fucking right where I met him, man. It was full circle. I'm like... All right, man, and then hold my hometown. I'm like, yeah, use it away, man. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, this is it. It's just a connection of. It was really important to me to like just us believing in oneself and somebody else's influence. Like I, and it wasn't his music, where he, where everybody's influenced by his music. It was his friendship. It was Ken, who I was friends with his real name it was him and he knew it and he felt it and he had so many fucking friends so many people knew oh yeah, experience but I have this connection with him that it's like so important so I threw photos up I sold some photos for the his charity but I got heckled they're like you know S, the band SNFU I'll say it out loud they were like hey man you know what I mean I go, I go hey man this is not, nothing to do with the band this is my friend yeah. So I got really discouraged a little bit. I was walking down White, uh, Vancouver. Somebody walks up and I'm like, that's my fucking picture on that guy's shirt. <gasps> oh my God. And then another time, a pizza box had my photo on it. Pizza box. So they were selling, <laughs> yeah, selling my pictures on pizza boxes, t-shirts. Did so you know this? Like, I found out not. and I approached them. But the, and then, and then uh, you, I can't put your ego there. It's, mm -hmm. I said, okay. I'm grateful for it, but let like acknowledge. So I, I approached the owner and stuff like that, and then you know what I mean. Art when it's on the internet, it's free flowing. So they were doing something kind, but I wanted to know. I wanted yeah, them to know that it was my photo yeah. because I'm an artist. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, this just, day and age, that's I, kind of one of the dangers, honestly. I just had to know. Yeah. I had, people had to know that it was my work because I didn't want pe people saying, "Hey, man." Well, a friend of mine goes, "That's cheesy," because it was on a pizza box. <laughs> I just like. <laughs> I want to be have that that power to say yeah you can so yeah so then anyways we went I agreed I said yeah so we wrote, wrote uh, they fund rose all this money for uh, charity and stuff like that so again humble 
kind of grateful, whatever, sell some mm-hmm. t-shirts, go ahead. It's not a big deal. And then I went through the next year and the big photo of my, my photo. I'm like, oh man, I didn't <laughs> ask you to like. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, again. So then I pulled it all out and I said, I want control over it. So then one day I will do like a nice thing for him. I'll do a nice memorial book with my stories and photos. Mm. But you know what I mean? To put them all up there and then have people um, have their own way with my photos. And it's not my photo, it's the connection. And I don't want him, he knows, but I don't want people thinking that I exploited him. Yeah. That I was just doing it because it was more than that. I'm not an S in a few fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Ken <laughs> Chen fan. So, he's my buddy. Oh, that so that's what the mural, so they, they were ha- happy enough, like, you know what I mean? Uh, you, they can pick millions of pictures, but they, I was lucky enough, they, they asked me, and I said, absolutely. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not get my photo? Grateful. No. Did, uh, I'm sorry, what were their names again? Lacey, uh, Lacey and, and Lola? Layla. Layla. I keep Lola. calling yeah. her Lola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I called her in the last podcast too. That's so funny. Anyways, um, did they come up with the design for it and everything like that? With your photos on it? Uh, they picked the photo. I, you know, they're artists, man. They're, they're mm. like top notch fucking artists. So like, I was, I'm grateful. Thank you. If I said, if I, I thought I was scared, if I was like, let me have some creative, they were like, oh, we'll just pick some up. I'm like, no, do whatever you want. I gave them a bunch of photos they picked and it, you know what I mean? It wouldn't have been my favorite, but I love what they did with it, man. Oh, so beautiful, Yeah, it's right? their design, oh man. God. They're true blue artists, man. And, um, you know, Lacey's a, a cl- close friend of mine. So she's like, she's top notch. She'll, she'll be like, you know, one of the top artists around for sure. So... And to be part of that, you know what I mean? To see my fucking photo up there, man, and my name right there. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, real deal. Probably such a, like, rewarding feeling. Yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. yeah. So and cool. I went to the opening, and I just sat up there, man, and I didn't tell a single soul that it was my photo. Man. Yeah. I just wanted, I just so wanted, humble. I just want, it's not, yeah, maybe, I, like, yeah, maybe I want to say, fuck, man, this is my photo. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went there at a bar and it's like, nobody knew, but it feels good, man, to be just like, mm, you, you can sense. If I was there and everybody's like, that's, then they would <laughs> approach me different or they would have different reactions. So it'd be nice, it'd be nice to see people's real reactions when you're just like, they're like fuck, yeah. that's a cool fucking photo, man. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I also <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. I also enjoy it. Like, or oh, it sucks, man. I mean, you know, I mean, who is this fucking guy? <laughs> and I've done that before. I've done that before, yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I did that before. To an art show or something. No, like, I went to the Vancouver shit. and they were looking at someone like, who is this fucking guy? <laughs> you don't know who the fuck this guy is, man? Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, sorry, man. I just don't know. Why do they put this fucking picture up here? So I walk back into the bar. It's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'd go beat red. <laughs> <laughs> so funny and uh, so you've written a couple of books I have as well. yes you're a poet author yes can you tell us a bit about some of them sure um, yeah they're poetry and I've always I think I've I was ready poetry you know what I mean you know in high school when you fall in love you're like do you know what one of my first poems was, was I stole it from fucking Police, you know that song, uh, Every Breath You Take? Yeah. Oh I, my god, I you're stalking it. her? I wrote it. I didn't even I'll know what it meant. <laughs> I wrote it word by word in grade eight. Yeah. I was in love with this girl. 
I didn't oh. think she owned the fucking album. Yeah. I wrote it. <laughs> um, whatever the fuck it says. I gave it to her. She's like, oh my god, you're so incredible. And then her sister's like, hey man, that's like <laughs> from the police. I got caught. Oh. Anyways, these, there's no plagiarism there. These are true blue, just so oh my god, that's simplistic. Funny. And for a, for a guy to write like a little love story, it's you. These are personal. It was personal. It's you know what I mean. These are life experience. And I I fell in love, and I didn't know what love was so many years, and um, it felt good. It felt so good to, to get it out. And um, so I just always wrote little love letters and combined words. And I, I was never a good student, or a good, I never read many books. And we come from a uh, family, like my mother spoke broken English, so education wasn't important. And I just felt really intelligent. And when I, when I was in high school and smoking lots of weed, I had long hair, believe it or not, and I loved <laughs> Jim Morrison. And I was just like, man, I'm, you know what I mean? I was f fall, fell in love with that lifestyle, and I just thought intelligence was really cool. So I always wrote these poems, and I fill up this um, lunchbox, uh, laundry basket with thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of words. So I said one day I was looking through them, and I was putting some good stuff and some bad stuff, was separating it, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna write some poems, and then, then I fall, fall in love with somebody, and then you add some more, and you add experiences. These are all ex these are all real life shit, and uh, I said I'm gonna write a book, and then it was yeah that easy, man. Yeah. Just fucking put them. The hard part is like rereading my shit. Yeah. Having to see read the sappy stuff, but I I picked my favorite ones. It's a pretty, pretty big thick book. Yeah, that, right. You got a lot yeah. of favorite ones. Uh, and that's just you know half of it. Uh, so then I just submitted. I went and I paid for it. I found a place, and I made a book. And then once you fucking hold a, a book of your name, yeah, and you see how easy it is, you're like. Is that easy? Boom. I'll do another one. I'm author now. I'll do another one, and then I just did a, I did another one. So then I and then I did one. It's uh, called Velvet Juice. Um, on the title, it says I want to find all words, but it's cross out. It says I want to fuck all words. It's like pretend, mm. but and it's like sexually subjective because it has lips, and then when you turn it over, it's just like a real play on sexuality of words. I guess, and the mm -hmm. title is actually I want to fuck all words, but I just mm. thought it. You can't really put that on the shelf. So <laughs> I want to find yeah. words because of the self-discovery yeah. of literature. I started reading. What the fuck? <laughs> started buying, I started going to the library buying books. Started like, I was like, I'm a fucking author. That's it. I'm a writer. I got a tattooed on my fucking skin because I'm port in Portuguese. Because I'm like, the love. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to be a photographer. Okay camera <laughs> I want to be a writer that's it uh, hopefully I don't want to be a plumber because I'll tattoo that on my skin as well it's <laughs> funny because it's almost like a contract to yourself and you're like signing that's the contract that's a perfect way to say it yes with a tattoo that's crazy yeah and I feel I'm, some of my best work uh, nobody's read and when I put a good piece out it's more satisfying than any picture I've ever taken because I thought I was stupid my whole life. I thought I was, I was, I'm dyslexic. Words and numbers scramble around, and I was, I was always embarrassed to read in front of, in front of people in front of the class. I always felt that I could feel them looking. 
now I'm doing like videos and I'm writing my own stuff. I'm doing guest speaking. I'm here in a fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I did guest speaking in front of people. I'm doing uh, school presentations. Like, what the hell is happening to me? Yeah. And I'm giving. <laughs> I'm opening up and I'm giving myself a chance. So, uh, I write poetry every day as uh, a form of self expression. I, I, I hope one day I can stop writing about sappy love stuff but that's how i feel right now yeah um when you're heart when you're heart not heartbroken when you like when you love something i had trouble with that word love and like no, and acknowledging it but love. when i love oh. some something i want to like devour it mm-hmm. i want to like i want to like chew it up yeah and like swallow it like it's just <laughs> I, I just i i don't want to let go i'm it's just i have a hard time um understanding that word and uh, through words it's it's allowing me that chance so um yeah april's promises and velvet juice is a little bit more intelligent a little bit more words selection a little bit more uh conscientious of literature and um more more intelligent i would say and then the stuff that i'm writing now is simplified i'm trying to like taper it down and try to like really learn and read and uh i love to read now that's weird for me and I, I do like these little videos on my april's promises where i add videos with my words like spoken word oh cool and like for a person that never liked to read i used to tell my teacher like can you skip me reading in front of the class because i'm gonna have a major fucking panic attack <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and i yeah. was like a popular guy in regards to like had friends and i wasn't too shy right i was a class clown but just attention all on me man yeah and now it's like can't um, read under anxiety yeah. yeah so this is like uh therapy yeah totally yeah it's therapy that's what i believe it's like, my di- my it's, like book, yeah. it's like a diary man it's a diary yeah and how can people get your books and read them um well i do have uh they're on instagram not all my poems are on instagram you can buy uh email me there april's promises two to two gmail.com or Amazon. Amazon and then they're in books they're in Audrey's bookstore they're in this other bookstore a couple bookstores which is cool um, to like see, here? Yeah. yeah to see your book and, uh, on a shelf man yeah and that's I think what I wrote, wrote here um, there was this one so uh, it says open me um a book is a thing that loves to get old, and in many years from now, these pages that you revisit uh, will have the scent that you once were in love with. Uh, old books, so close me. So like, it's beautiful. It's uh, thank you. Actually, now that you got it open, could you share one more in there, or one that maybe sure. you know, you'd like to share? Yeah. If you have any sure. Mind? Oh my God. That'd um, be so cool. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> I just opened it. This is random. Uh, Here we this, go. This is called, uh, yikes. Uh, uh, why not? It's called The Overrated Poet. Damn. Okay. I'm in the wait and I'm always late. Intoxicated state feels great. Is it because I'm lugging hate or have no fate? I don't feel good. It must have been something I ate. I look in the mirror and I rate. And then I look down on the numbers of my weight. For the fake fucking world that I create. Just want to lose five, six, seven, or eight. 
I hope to fit into this outfit so you can impress my date. And I'll try to suppress the gay and pretend that I'm straight for the hypothesis and the opinions have such a shallow debate. So I'll live alone and not enjoy you and I'll just masturbate. Holy fuck, I'm overwhelmed. There's too much on my plate. I don't feel like I'm working to pay for my estate. So I'll shut down the curtains to fasten the gate, keep the friends and acquaintances at bay. And I don't ever want to take talk to my mate. And I'm just babbling, or do you relate? Don't you get it? I have to translate or dictate. And all the fish in the sea, uh, all the fish in the sea, they say, but I got no bait. So I'll do my art and I'll recreate until my eyes dilate and my brains will inflate with all the frustrations that I make, that make me irate. Okay, okay, I'll smoke one or drink two to sedate and I'll get off my babble to deflate and wakey wakey, here's an update for the last attempt to resonate and I'll irritate until your opinions don't matter and you'll read my poems so you can overrate. Wow. Well, <laughs> that you. I don't usually rhyme, but that one's one to run. That one I really resonated with. So yes, I did resonate. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thank you. That see, there you go. That if uh, this podcast can see redness in the cheeks, I that, that made me shy. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny we just talked about it. Like, and I, I was like, can you read now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank that's you. That's too funny, but thanks so much for sharing. Because like, they are so very much. beautiful, especially when it's in your own authentic voice. Thank you yeah. very, very much for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Even just from like the front page and that one poem that you read us, it's like, I find that some poetry books that I've like read recently, uh, kind of suck. <laughs> like a lot, like it's I, just... I do as well. They come out with one and it sells a bunch and then they come out with three more and it's just Yeah. Forest. It's something. Who wants to be fucking Atticus all over again? Yeah. Like it's the not sky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the sky is blue and so was his toe. And it's like yeah. what the fuck? Like there's no you know, you're trying to not only like address yourself in it, but also the reader like it seems like you actually have something to say yeah i wanted to break lines you know i wanted to thank you very much and i do i study a lot uh with words i uh, i like i said i hate being fucking second place (laughs) so i (laughs) I love that energy though (laughs) i looked at i looked at the best sometimes it's bad sometimes you have to watch that because then you'll lose yourself and sometimes i'll always try to compete Mm -hmm. i went to you know who atticus is Famous poet in Toronto. Oh no! He's a famous poet, and he has shirts. And that. anyways, um, I was so competitive with him just because I was like, he's so popular, and I want to be there. And I thought I was fucking better. And that, that is a self-discovery that I had to like learn. And um, I was like obsessed with like, I just have to be better than you. And mm-hmm. and instead of being just worrying about myself. Even with photography, there was a local photographer when I first started who was doing exactly what I was doing. And I I was just like, I have to beat you. Mm-hmm. And it was taking away from like what I wanted, who I was. Yeah. And that is just because of my childhood trauma that if somebody comes there, they're going to take it away from me. So I have to fucking be better than you or else. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. But now have, yeah. I have such peace where I just do my own thing. And and yeah. it, and it, uh, I don't care. I care less. 
Yeah. How about that? Which I care less. Yeah, I do for me. It doesn't matter about likes anymore, and it took a long fucking time for, yeah. me, for me that because we're sensitive artists, man. We want to be heard, <laughs> want to be seen, and but now, like when you just do it for yourself, I'm not a hundred percent, but it feels so good to just like this is just mine, man, and I'm an art. And when somebody says, yes, "What do you do?" and then when you meet somebody, like, "Oh my God, you're an artist," I'm like, "Yeah, I am." Yeah. Or, <laughs> or family, and then the, like. Now I'm. That's it. That's what I am. When I somebody asks, when I put it down, I'm an artist, and it feels good and it feels safe. I can't take that away, and I don't give a fuck what happens. I will not no go back fire to. You from that job. I will not go back to fluorescent lighting, work in a building anymore. Yeah. I will panhandle my way through art. Yeah. I will not go back. I'm here. Nobody can take that away from me. They can't. Really can. So mm-hmm. I feel free, big time. That's interesting what you said about fluorescent lighting. I feel like the majority of artists mm-hmm. hate the roof light. Yeah. The main light? No. No. 60 no, candles, no. five oh, lamps, whatever. Yeah. Turn the main You're light right. on, everyone's Don't. uncomfortable. It's all of a sudden You're like right. a it's headache just, or something. Like. You're right. What is that? But like. Because it's. <laughs> Sh- yeah, you're right. But like nine to five, ten people. I got people? all those dangled all through my living yeah. room. And yeah, cameras right? everywhere. Yeah. When are you gonna turn on the big never fluorescent light? I like, never turn on the light. You know, it's, that it's is my Hugo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I never really so, thought of that. You're right. No. But like fluorescent lighting, when I walk into Walmart, I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> or someone walks into your house or <laughs> your room and they turn on the the main light. It's like, whoa. Whoa. Man, Who are what's you? What's going on, man? Yeah. It's that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, phone flashlight to the lamp. <laughs> yeah, the man. Lamp. I feel the same way. Yep. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's me chill lighting. Especially <laughs> since I'm also a bit of a night owl. So same. If it's not the sunlight, then it's definitely a candle or something. I am a, l- mm-hmm. a night owl. I don't sleep very well, but um, yeah, at night I feel like I'm, like, I'm the most ready to rock and roll. I can figure shit out. It takes me a while to like plug myself in in the morning. I'm like, I pet my dog and then I have tea and I'm like, okay. Three hours have gone by. My, yeah. I'm like, okay, I pet I'm my alive. dog for like three hours. Same. I love my dog so much. Man. Oh my mm-hmm. What kind of dog do you have? Oh my god, don't get started. He's like a lab and something else. Oh I don't goodness. give a shit what he is. I will show you a picture of him when we're yes. here, but he is Please beautiful. Do. I love him so much. And I was away from him for so long, for three months. I'm a terrible petter. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, I, I shove my face. Oh yeah, and I yeah. bite him on the side of the lip. I'm the worst. He's, 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 yeah, <laughs> his tail wags, but but he doesn't. He's not a cuddler. I'm like, I own you. You're mine. You're cuddling. And you shall cuddle me now. Yeah. And dogs will basically just give up and be like, he has no choice. Dead hot dog. He's you know? no choice, man. Yeah. Yeah, I love him, and he has no fucking choice. Like, you're gonna love me back. No. So. Yeah. yeah. His name's Corey. Cory, When I got him, his name was Gory. I'm like, what the fuck uh, is Gory? I'm like, uh, Cory. <laughs> I got a dog once. Her name was Ikea. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we just took an eye off and called her Kia. Kia. She was an old dog, so it's like, can't really change yeah, her name at I this thought. point. Ikea the store? Yeah. Really? Lucy's <laughs> yeah. dog right now is named Pinky. Uh-huh. Guess who named her? <laughs> you? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Look around. <laughs> you know what? I like, I like um, Machine Gun Kelly. 
Yeah. Just have like this man crush on him for some reason. He's just like so <laughs> well, cool. Who and he wears like pink all the time. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking start sporting some pink, man. <laughs> you should. Oh my mm-hmm. god. So it's cool. a powerful color. I feel uh-huh. like something about pink is very like, mm, like it. It's it's a mm-hmm. toxic kind of feel. Kind of. Yeah. It's got its danger. I like the itself. muted pink. Like the mute. Like yeah. Soft yeah. Yeah. softness, but then all of a sudden underneath, it's like yeah. powerful I'm gonna, too. I'm gonna throw yeah. some pink here. One of these. I should have <laughs> did it today. It's empowering. Do mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna do it. Do it. I'm wearing pearls, so. A little history about the color of pink, actually, is it wasn't always considered such a girly color. Um, the girly color used to always be light blue, and so you'd see a lot of people in history, uh, a lot of women dressing in light blue dresses all the time. Um, all of a sudden, in World War II, Hitler actually incited this thing where he'd put um, pink on to gay people and stuff like that to mark them off, just like Jews. So pink then became like a, you know, gay color. Mm -hmm. And then eventually somehow culture rearranged and we started having bathrooms that, you know, were different and all this. And um, that's when they separated the colors of pink being a girl color and blue being a boy color. But, you know, before World War II, it was the exact opposite, which is so crazy. Red was a boy's color and light blue was a girl's color. So it's kind of funny that all of a sudden in history, they they totally rearranged. Mm -hmm. And nowadays we think of pink as being such a girly color when that's only pretty recent, actually. Nice. Crazy. Okay, cool. I, I thank you for telling me. I love red as well. Right. Red Such a powerful color. Yeah. Yeah, I like red too. Red is so much fun. <laughs> I'm a hairstylist. Oh, man. Time. Sometimes being my nails and my side of saying it loud. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. I'm going to... Sometimes and I, and I pretend I'm like... I paint my nails, okay, I'll say it all out. Um, and, and then I'm like, yeah, my niece has painted my nails. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did No, I actually did it. All right, it's all. Okay. When you find a good color, you know, no, you kind of just splash it. It's so much, it just adds like an extra. My friend Marcel always does like metal kind of look on his nails. They look I so like cool. Like the metallic. Yeah, the metallic kind. No, I, go I love that for red. Straight yeah. for red. Yeah. <laughs> You're an artist. Yes. You're not red. There you go. I can do it. I am an artist. Exactly. Want, <laughs> you guess it by now. You must be blind. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to talk um a little bit more about? the school project and sure. what it's all about and what inspired it. Yeah. yeah. Um, From the brain. Okay, so I have... From the brain. A, a project that a lady from Argentina, a friend of mine, uh, just a, uh, somebody that's... We followed each other on Instagram and she followed my work and she asked me for a bunch of photos mm. that she would like to use in her classroom. She wanted to do this project with her kids in Argentina to show them um, marginalized people, homeless people, people that's struggling. She used my photos. I said, absolutely. So she sent it down and then I was just like, wow, I should just do this in my hometown. Yeah. So I have, let's say, I have thousands of photos, but I, I collected like maybe a hundred photos and different ranges of, um, and not importance, um, Age, appropriate. Mm. High school, junior high and elementary. And high school, a little bit more drugs, a little bit more, the pictures are more raw. There's mm. people in a, little, a lot more struggle. Um, junior high, a little tapered down. Elementary, face, faces, expressions. Mm. Um, depending on the, what the teacher wants to do as well. So I give them the option to pick any photo but I do have them categorized where they can choose so and then I have this simple sheet of paper that has these questions 
on what is homeless, what can you do in your community, simple questions, a whole list of them. But I also have uh, the main objective is the teacher each has the flexibility to create their own program because, of course, teaching is an art as well. Yeah. So I'm not going to teach an artist yeah, to, right. to do anything, right? I give them a blueprint. Do what you can with these students. So two schools have done it already, and they done, they did such a great job. So this one teacher would take photos with the kids, and she'd ask the kids questions about what does this picture show you? And then they'd write it down. These are elementary kids. Um, do you see this in your own community? Do you see this in your own home? Mm. What can you see here? What can you see there? What can you see here? What can you do in your own community was a big question that they came up with. Why don't we, um, it was for Christmas, why don't we write notes to people living on the streets and give them to shelters? Great. So boom, it was part, and these kids were in grade one. Wow. Right? Little one, great writing notes. Oh right, my God, making that connection. Making so that beautiful. connection, making that connection. So what I, they gave them to the uh, Christmas bureau. There was another time where I brought them to a shelter. I brought them on the streets. I mm -hmm. took some photos. So I, so then I brought it back to the teachers. Of teachers, the kids can mm -hmm. see. Oh my God, and my uh, note. yeah. Uh, this other teacher um, did kind of the same thing, but. Um, they use technology, a little older class, and they just, the questions they asked. When, when you ask questions and when you talk about issues like that, that are really not school issues, yeah. it opens up so much. You get to learn, they get to learn about their own lives. The kid next, ne next who doesn't have a lunch, yeah. the person that you just fucking walk by on the way to school, my uncle who's in fucking jail, my dad who's this, my dad who's that. It's a connection and it's an open communication of humanity. It teaches the kids fucking non-judgmental. It yeah. teaches like so many things in a simple way. And it's it's not, it's not my program, it's it's there. It's their program, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, it's just my photos that gives it a light and with the power of photos. Look, that cliche uh, picture is a thousand words, come on man. And, and I just think like instead of doing this fucking dull pastel, curriculum that yeah. taught in school man you know what I mean there's little things that when I was a kid that mattered when you know when they brought a guest speaker with no legs or I remember one year or somebody who was burnt in my school I remember that shit yeah, yeah. right and it's just it's catching on man and it's just a small little program but I think the kids are making it bigger I also have um, starts little man and then it just keeps going yeah I also do something, it's it's my fourth year, it's going to be my fifth year, at Glenrose Hospital. I have a friend that works there, and it, it's called Bridge the Gap, because uh, these are psychiatric kids, full-time, and but in the summertime, they go to their, in the summer, and that's when they're finding where they're having problems, they're having uh, little slips, stuff like that. People were hurting themselves, and it, it was just, um, and the program was designed to have an, another option on the weekends to not lose what they've just done the whole year. Right. So it's called Bridge the Gap. So they get guest speakers to come and talk to the kids. And he asked me five years ago and I said, oh my God, like, are you sure? <laughs> yes. So I went there, I do a presentation on my photography 
and my presentation is like based on it's changed my life because I found a purpose because mm-hmm. I could have been just like you guys you know what I mean you know what I mean I was a struggling kid I was trying to find myself still so I would show them these pictures and this is my life and I chose this because it gives a purpose I go out in the street I help out I'm not it just it helped me so much my work on the street helps me makes gives me a, it makes me accountable it makes me feel like I have I'm fucking good at something it makes me have a purpose I'm back at her back up on my feet again so I'm showing these kids these program uh, this the next day I go there we put packages together little care packages called compassion bags the third day we go on a field trip and we hand them out wow. holy shit like and <laughs> these be are, part of that yeah yeah you can you come <laughs> out it's so awesome and then these are psychiatric kids these are kids that um, have internal issues that uh, are struggling but when you see them in the street looking at somebody on the ground handing something out something fucking clicks and I'm saying I'm saying all of them something clicked and these are a wide range of I wouldn't say disability I would say struggle and fucking something clicked where they were like oh my god somebody's struggling uh, as well connection man and it takes away from their pain and you know, I have notes from uh, letters from the, the parents, letters from the, the doctors and stuff saying that uh, they want me to come back a year. And it just feels so fucking good to yeah. like, I feel like it's not even me. It helps me. I almost cried last time because I was just like so grateful. Like, oh my God, are you, am I really part of this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I said, I'm fucking struggling too, man. And it's just a connection. They think that I'm up there talking of photography yeah, right. I'm like no man I'm, right. I'm just like you guys that's and the only real way to connect with them anyway yeah and so we do I do compassion bags and I do compassion bags for schools we go out and field trips and all bags and it's just a beautiful thing man it's not about homelessness man it's about like humanity man here you're yeah. struggling here I got you I'm and listening him. I'm connected man and that's it and it's it's beautiful where do you, you know kids man that's where it starts fuck I remember my dad, when I asked my dad, like, what is that? And there's an old lady holding her hand out in Portugal and she had her mouth open. She looked like fucking scariest thing. She had no teeth. And I'm like, she goes, she's asking for money. I'm like, give me some money. And I'm just like, and I was like, well, I was just fascinated. And fa- I don't know if it fascinated. I was just felt sorry. Yeah. It like drew my heart. Yeah. Made me have a, like a heart, a bigger one. So. And how can people get involved with the, the compassion? The compassion law and stuff like that? Like, yeah. I, um, you know what I mean? Just message me. Um, it's not volunteers. It's like, it's just come with me. Yeah. Right? And we just message. And, you know, I want to do more of this, but, like, I am a scattered artist and I'm all over the place and I'd like to focus on but I don't think I could I think I'm going to put my hands on everything um, but yeah I plan on having another one and it's just I don't know when but it's going to happen and the more people that are interested in it the more it's going to happen then I'll just say yeah let's fucking do this now yeah. and it's easy it's so easy it's so easy to have a classroom of people saying 
let's buy dollar store stuff put a um, chapstick put a pair of socks put some hand sanitizer put a piece of gum but you know what's good yeah. you know what's the best part it's a little note because I hand they get they get handed shit all, all the time right in the streets yeah. but when I see those people in the streets seeing a note from a kid or not even a kid just like hey man I hear you yeah. fuck and that's when the tears start coming up <laughs> Yeah. That's a beautiful thing, man. So I love doing that. So I do inner city walks. I take kids. I took this one kid. He was struggling at home. He was he's a really intelligent kid, and their parents were like, "My kid's slipping. Take him on the street, like a fear, like a scared straight ship." Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't that. It wasn't. I didn't scare him. I just was like, "Look, look, dude. You know what I mean? Take for granted. You got a good life." Don't mm. fuck around and then we talked about people and the people that we met were like hey man I was just lived in Fort McMurray lost my job COVID I'm like fuck it now I'm here six months yeah. you want this life come and hang out or go back to your fucking nice house and go back to school and go fucking listen to your fucking folks dude dude yeah. or else it could, life could change so I'm blessed like they're asking me to do this stuff and uh, <laughs> I contradict my lifestyle I have contradict I don't I'm trying not to but I've been a bad boy my whole life mm-hmm. and I've never really hurt people I just hurt myself just with indulging Still in drugs and alcohol yeah. and living on the edge of like not taking things or taking things for granted yeah and uh it's I'm an old you know I'm getting older so it's it's a lifetime uh, awareness right I'm like fucking wake up man I can lose everything in an instant so this work is more about myself than anything everything about it hmm. even this podcast selfishly it was like I need to push myself because I was stagnant and I needed to come here to talk to people be hanging around some like artists and good energy and I was just like fuck it man I'm going come out of your shell yeah, yeah man we're well, welcome. Yeah. yeah. So really? <laughs> we jumped up and down when we first found oh out. My god. We were no. like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Did I this was, just happen?" <laughs> I was like doing a client's hair, and I like look at my phone, and I'm like, double look. I'm like, I'll be right back. I'm like screenshotting it. I'm like, Lucy, <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, let's let's do it. Like I'm in. It's like we should, you know. I think, I think with. Um, if you guys have something here really good big picture that's you guys have that's like vision <laughs> you, guys, you guys have energy and it's nice to have two people that are uh, kind and artists and stuff and like local and and bringing people together it's a weird fucking time man oh um, yeah right yeah i mean during time. covid how else you this is so right important this is therapy yeah this is a sharing circle, right? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. big time! Totally. Especially circle. since it's free. stories need to be shared around. I usually sometimes pay two hundred dollars for for like a cycle. You should be paying us. You know what I mean? So like, I you know I got it was it was it's a therapy session that I I really you know was very very thankful for this and it's very important what you guys are doing. Well, even better than that, people are learning from what you are saying, and people are eating it up because, like, your journey and what you've been through is a blueprint for how other people can deal with their pain that they're going through right now. So thank you so much for being so intimate and sharing from the heart 
because these are stories that people can learn through and that people can honestly mm-hmm. connect with. So that's really what I we're really here to do. I really appreciate that. But you know what? Yeah, Everybody yeah, has something to say in a story. And even if you don't want to talk about it, in some deep-seated subconscious, you kind of do. Because you fucking don't talk about it, it stays with you. So it feels, feels so good. Literally. Yeah, it feels so good to talk about shit. And I'm not embarrassed anymore about my life. Mm-hmm. I've been to rehab three fucking times. And I was get kept that away from people because I, I felt like when you walk by a homeless person, you're fucking dirty or you're a drug addict or mm-hmm. you're this and that or you're broken. No. Just f- fixing myself, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is important. Very, very important work that you guys are doing. You guys are doing the same same as as a counselor. And... and uh, it's great. I love it. Wow, coming from you and what you do? <laughs> Thanks. No, it's honestly, it's same to you. It's exactly what you've been doing with your career this whole time as well. Thank you. And uh, I guess... Just keep I, spreading it, y'all. I guess I didn't, um, didn't like, intend to, but it happens, right? Yeah. And then it becomes gen- genuine when, you're, when your work becomes you. You know it when, yeah. 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 You know, I mean, look at your... your colorful personality and your colorful work <laughs> and stuff like that and you working with in your art you you are a counselor as well i'm sure how many like you have to talk to people people go to you like, like oh like, yeah not yeah. just for that they were like oh yeah talk to me about my boyfriend and shit like that yeah. talk to me about my life <laughs> help me they dump she's yeah. like i'll Seriously. take it off don't worry she's like water yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Anyways, uh, what advice do you have to give to young artists? Um, advice? I don't have advice. I'll say what worked for me. Um, you know how everybody says, believe in yourself? <laughs> Fuck, man. That's the hardest fucking thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Or they say, don't think, don't think about what other people think about you. That's the hardest fucking thing to say. Never give up. (laughs) That is the, it's the truth. If you never stop, it gets easier and easier and easier, like fucking practice. And I've given I've given up on every f- part of my language, every fucking thing that I've ever done, everything, relationships, careers. I used to be a reflexologist. I've worked fucking in, in places. <laughs> I've worked in places. You know what I mean? I've done so many things because I just wanted to find my life. But art, I haven't given up yet, and uh, and. I just sometimes days are better than others. I want to, right? I've tried to, but I keep on going, keep on going every day, every day. That's the biggest advice I would give is never stopping. Once you stop, you're done. Yeah. And you got to pick yourself up, start all over again almost. So if you never stop, and if you never stop, th- this is what I did. I said I was going to fucking part of my language again. <laughs> I said I was never going to stop. So if you don't stop and you do it all the time, then you're an artist. Mm-hmm. Yo, I heard this one quote once that was like, 
Every day you wake up and you have two choices. Either you repeat or you evolve. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like that. artist, right? Yeah. yeah. You continually keep searching. Your curiosity is what drives you. Yeah. That's really, truly what I believe consciousness really is in the first place is the question. Yeah. Asking. Nice. The searching. Yeah. Reminds me what uh, Tom Tunsky was saying. Yeah. Something similar. He was like, if you never slow down, you never stop going. <laughs> nice. Build that momentum, like, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Building it up, so. Mm -hmm. But it's like true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never uh, like. If I don't write, I think about writing. If yeah. I don't, if I don't write, I look at other writers. If I don't, I look at a book. I just look at my book and I talk. I just never one day say I'm gonna do something fucking different or I'm not that. I'm always. I, I haven't taken a photo in a very long time. All my photos. I have taken ten thousand portraits in like five years. That's an insane amount of portraits, street yeah. portraits. So, all my portraits these days are putting up their old photos and stuff like that because I'm resurging. But I'm still a photographer, mm -hmm. so I'm still doing my art, and I just it's just there, and I make it a part of my life, or the way I close, or like what I put on, or just like how I feel. It's it has to always be art. Yeah, it has to always. Art, how I talk to people, I present myself, how I'm when I meditate. I've been getting into meditation, um, it's fucking changed my life. Yeah. That's art, yeah. I'm doing a meditation class. I did my first uh, first oh, one last week, and then I'm doing another one, and then the yoga for the first time. I'm like, yeah, man, but and like, getting involved in the community of aspect of it too, kind yeah. of having it, yeah. Man, I want to see people like fucking COVID. I want to see people, yeah, again, man. Oh, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's you know, this was great, you know what I mean. Um, I want to see people in regular fucking stuff, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, be yourself. Be off. Like, I always look at old artists and try to, like, simulate and, like, there's a quote. Um, good artists take. I'm, I'm screwing up. Good artists take and great artists steal or something mm, like that. Paul yeah. Picasso or something. No, no. It's <laughs> no? Um, uh, Andy Warhol. As are you sure? Maybe. Maybe it is Picasso, actually. Because I actually and do then, remember a story of Picasso where okay. he just chills at the universities. And he, like, picks up everyone else's art at the university. Yeah, <laughs> man. That's kind of how he got his yeah. ideas. Was yeah. Like, so it's probably Picasso, actually. Yeah. Well, look at Banksy, right? He's just, yeah, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he actually took, yeah, he took that quote. And he actually, it's, I think it's Picasso. I think it is. I think it is, yeah. actually, now that I think about it. I think it's I'm just because you mentioned Andy Warhol before. You're making me second guess myself. Yeah, I But, like... You know what I mean? You just gotta pick, 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 pick. And never mm -hmm. stop. Never stop. There's so incredible artists. You guys are incredible artists. There's so many incredible artists. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Remember, I, when we met, I was like, You're what's awesome. going on? Remember yeah, we were at the art that's show? Yeah, so crazy. Yeah. He actually came to my art show, uh, well, the art walk that we were yeah. having, and he was getting the mural done right across the street yeah, that need, weekend. Need a, <laughs> so I was a like, break. I went for a beer. Hi, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look awesome and cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Job too. Just doing a mural. It's like no big deal. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't. I was part of the mural. They did the mural, but they used my photo and uh, just really grateful. I walked by there and I'm like, yeah, man. I'm yeah, gonna drive by there today. Yeah. I, I, I don't leave White Ave until I drive by there. Just, yeah. I'm like, because it's just surreal for me, right? Like a kid that thought kid that thought like he was like I thought what am I gonna do like get a job like my brother gonna get me a job like working on the rigs like I don't know what the fuck am I gonna mm -hmm. do in my life man 
You know what I mean? I just thought it was going to be a, a labor. And I thought I wasn't intelligent because it wasn't told I was intelligent. But I had this, like, big eyes and, like, curiosity. And I never knew you could get art from that. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I'm not a, a good drawer. But fuck, my imagination is fierce. Let me see if I can make something with it. And then photography, you just snap something, man. Just hold something. How many times you look at somebody and you're like, yeah, I got it. Or, you know what I mean? You could see something. Yeah. And then... To just uh, capture that moment right there. Capture and then the moment. Like, oh. And then you just got to learn a little bit. But I barely know how to use my camera. It's just <laughs> like, I know how to stop a moment. You know what I mean? Freeze it in my mind. Oh, nowadays cameras can be so... Yeah. Like complicated, anyways. Yeah. Jeez, how do people figure that stuff? Out? I, I still don't. <laughs> yeah. I know three things about my camera, and if sometimes I, it's all you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get a white balance in there, maybe. <laughs> I, do, I just do, just do, yeah, a couple things, man. I just know, but uh, yeah, it's all in your eyes and and your mind and your creativity and your uh, passion, and uh, yeah, you gotta believe in it. I sometimes believe that like I'm like fuck man I can fucking destroy in an art like just art I just I have such like a competitive like but it's not it's not like a mean competitive it's just like no man nobody nobody and it's just repeating repeating it repeating it manifesting manifesting you know what I mean and uh, it helps me thoughts become actions yeah. how are you going to make big actions if you don't have big thoughts you know yeah. yeah and i'm doing that with myself with like this is the first time ever in my fucking life that i'm giving myself a chance i'm like no i don't want to drink and i'm not quitting it i hate that word how long are you quit. quit for i'm like no i'm just i just don't feel like it yeah, i feel really good right now man. yeah yeah so yeah. feels good to be sober feels good to be like out aware and not have to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't have yeah. to yeah, oh, exactly. It's funny how it kind of turns into that too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because like before, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to have a couple of drinks before I come to this podcast. I'm gonna have to smoke a joint. Yeah. I'm gonna have to feel. I'm gonna be anxious. I'm gonna be, you mm -hmm. know, a slur. I don't know. It, the loss. Of, now it's just like, boom! I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to rock at yeah. all times of the day, twenty four seven, baby. Since I gotta pet my dog, drink my tea. That's all I need. That's all. You're right, man. Yep. So, do you have any local favorite musicians that you know of? Mm, yeah. Anyone in the Edmonton area? Do you know area? what? I'm. Um, I want to get really. I want to start going to like live bands and stuff a little bit more. Oh yeah. Just because before going out means destruction for me. So. Mm. Ooh, come out to coalescence. Yeah. Nice Where? vibes. At the Aviary, uh, February twenty-sixth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so on artsy and like, done deal. Yeah, yeah. Got some metal music there too. Come There's like on, two man. metal bands. Oh uh, man, send uh, me the information. Playing. Oh, who else is playing? Uh, oh, for sure. Oh, Pleasure Craft, which is kind of like folk, like surf rock, and then um, Kaylee Jade, which is kind of like a folk pop. I'm in. Artist. Yeah. Send me every time you guys go listen to a live band. I curate like events in the city. So Come on, man. Okay. 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 That's so lit. Yeah. Okay. No, no. <laughs> we got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Uh, 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 I would love that. Um, okay. I would know this guy, Leo Fernandez. You hear about him? Leo Fernandez. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like I don't know. I just seen you know I just heard a, uh, him play. I, he was an old friend, and I was like, fuck, we just met up. Yeah, 
when I'm like, holy fuck, is that you? It's just great. It's just acoustic, acoustic with a little. So I'll plug like him, him. Um, I, I would like to know. I would like to know some more. Uh, I've been a band myself. I love music. Love live music. What did you play? I used to yeah. sing. Oh really? Mm-hmm. What kind of, what kind of band? Punk. Okay. Yeah, we we did a lot of covers, and which I wasn't a fan of, but like they're really good musicians, and they let me yell and scream and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, we did a lot of like Tool and stuff. But I was more I loved when oh, we when, when me too when we did our own shit. That it was like the creativity, right? The artist. Um, yeah. But I've had a lot of friends that were bad. I'm just major live music like lifts me, man. Such I an amazing it, man. feeling, yeah. like on a like stage and when there's a bunch of people or even just like you know, when you're like sitting in a living room someone brings out the guitar oh, goes to the no. piano and starts singing and it's just like goosebumps, goosebumps and there's no. like tears like it's just like am I yeah. vibrational? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm very very sensitive to music I need music to live actually yeah. I, I sleep with music yeah yeah I sleep. I need music to sleep. Uh, my meditation. I, I do like the sitar thing going on. I need music to live. I'll listen. I'm gonna listen to music. Yesterday was Chris Christopherson. I listened to. Do you know that? It's an old country guy, but he's he's, more, he's a poet. So I like listen to storytellers when I go to bed. Uh, this uh, um, Bruce Springsteen has this like live thing, and he just says uh, stories in a soothing voice. Oh. Yeah, and it's not like it's just a, a, it's an acoustic, and then oh. Leonard Cohen, my God, man, his voice and it's just like, and then I put my own words in into the melody. Yeah. And then I go, I go there, and then I just fall asleep. Done. Good night. Yeah. Once I listen, I listen to this like animal fucking noises, man, and I woke up and it's like this shrieking fucking. Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. It was the wrong thing to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. music is uh, is my actually biggest passion. I wish, as I say this, like I'm, I always, if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna like get back into it somehow. Totally. I'm not too old. For no. it. Yeah, I still do got, it. I still got like, piss and vinegar like an eighteen year old man. So, oh, but I am, I am gonna get back into it, <laughs> whatever capacity it is. Yeah. But I'm gonna get back into it, writing music or like playing or maybe like jump on the microphone again right yeah. do it yeah. do it up you want gigs manifesting I'm full of gigs right. <laughs> yeah. okay it's manifested yeah. already it's out there cool steps are being set out <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. See who are yeah. you listening to locally uh, I'd like to maybe mention Iraj just cause uh, he had come on my um, Spotify recently and I was mm. like oh I remember doing that album cover for him once upon a time so I forget what the album's called, but, um, um, yeah, I did a really sick nude painting of him on it. <laughs> oh, of him, of him on it? Cool. Of, like, awesome. what, colorful? I should show it. If I show can even it. pull it up really quick. That'd nice. Be great. Oh, a neon nude fo- portrait? Oh, Was yeah, I forgot I don't have Instagram to pull it up through. You got rid of all your social media? They got um, hacked. I got. Hacked. Oh right, so so you decided <laughs> so to nobody go follow my social media right now. <laughs> it, was it a, was it a uh, what did, what does it mean when you get hacked? Did you did you like just say fuck it, I'm pulling out, or you actually got hacked and it's gone? It's gone. Think oh it's my god, gone. what would, what would I do? Yeah. And they're like texting all my friends and oh was that bad? Trying to like convert 
people to yeah like, people like taking money people's from, money like, oh it was that bad yeah damn and you lost all your photos and shit oh my god I, I lost everything on it I tried to get the account back got it back today but then within five minutes they took it back again even after I changed all well, the passwords well, and that everything. scares me because mm -hmm. I got so much stuff on on Dang, you yeah. call me up <laughs> uh, yeah man you got don't stop doing your guys' art you can't stop I always tell artists never to stop because then it like jeopardizes us art every artist right you stop mm -hmm. then like what does that say with oh art? as you're going it's funny how as you're continuously going you're inspiring people as you're going yes. you have no idea how a tiny thing that you do can build something huge in somebody else Absolutely. like even just like with my time lapses and stuff like people were saying they were kind of learning how to paint yes. from watching the beginning yeah. to end process and like yo I, no. that's great because like that's a lot of knowledge that I put into my painting years of learning how to paint that someone can pick up like that just small things you know even yeah. just small things you can inspire anyone by doing yeah. anything just do something <laughs> and, and feel good about like some, every, some a lot of people are like really secretive about their like secrets of stuff yeah and you gotta let it give it back give you gotta it give back. it back yeah, right yeah. you can't be if you if you're hoarding it then it's just gonna be in that box man give it up i always yeah. like you got that gift for a reason somebody says they want to learn photos man i'm in there man i t teach them how to take a great photo um i'm always in there you always inspire always give back yeah i love giving back it makes yeah. me feel good <laughs> yeah. it keeps me alive <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> And um, do you have any favorite local visual artists right now? So anyone else you painters, anyone? You guys. Hey. <laughs> uh, I, I would like. I would just like to say, like, you you mentioned in the beginning how you guys are tiny. No. Tiny stuff. Tiny stuff. That's what gets into the cracks of shit. Um, sometimes the big stuff get lost. In the big stuff, the little tiny stuff. You guys, could, you guys made you guys made a difference in my life actually because um, I just came back from Mexico for a long journey of whatever it was, walking and figuring it out and like hurting myself and healing. And, and this is like the first time I kind of like left my home since mm. I've been back because I needed to get out there and I it took away my anxiety it was big and you guys might think that it's nothing but it's really you made my day and maybe a week or whatever but you just like I was very excited and I wasn't nervous for the first time and just we took all that nervousness from you <laughs> we experienced it for you you're welcome well, well, like, as soon as as soon as you said the wrong number of your apartment oh uh, that was that was it. It took every, yeah. all my anxiety away. Like, I, I just. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're just people, too. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> three, 310. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, wait. <laughs> three, no, 310. 310. Actually, oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, we're like, okay. There is no 310. There is no 310. So, uh. Trying to bust an imaginary number. And just, like, major, major good energy ladies have. And you guys are very kind people. I know that already. I just met you. So, like, I can see it, feel it. And Thanks so I would say, you guys can take this to a whole new level, whatever level you want. Could you imagine? Oh, no, I no, I can. Big picture ideas. I can. <laughs> you got big I can. Ideas. Don't and don't don't ever like be afraid to ask whoever you kind of want. Like push the envelope. Yo, push, yeah. Push the envelope. Right? 
gets put like stick a wrench in it get people that you kind of not necessarily want their opinion mm. but you want uh, to give your opinion or vice versa you oh I mean? yeah push the envelope fuck with words do. fuck with um, learn and then people are listening you know what I mean it's, it's great yeah. yeah, it's crazy yeah, right yeah, now. I the ideas are flowing, and people are listening, and it's crazy to even think that we could have even made a platform. Like, it's a, we made a platform. It's That's a, crazy. It's a sharing circle. Yeah, it's a it's a real healing sharing circle, right? Yeah, it's all. I feel like, like every single person. And it time. started from that too. Lucy and I, we came back from this event. We were just oh, we had some anger in our souls, riled up, and we're just like, so yeah, we had to get stuff off our and chest. Then, and then they said this, and then we're just like pounding off each other just like back and screaming in Lucy's living room and then it was just like this moment where we stopped and we looked at each other and like we should make a almost at yeah the same time we're like let's make a podcast and Lucy's like I got the mic (laughs) I've been thinking about making podcasts for a long time now that's funny that you say that I just was waiting for you know the opportunity and and the drive and you know if I have if I have suggestions along my way would I be able to like yeah are you kidding Say, me? hey, man, I think this guy would be cool or this yeah, lady would be, totally, yeah? Okay, totally, cool. Please. Oh, we're always looking for people right now. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyone. Okay. Anyone who has something Especially to say. Especially if you know them, yeah, and they're a cool person, and you know cool. that they're a cool person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good energy is the number one rule. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You never know, exactly. right? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you know, you invited a gentleman to your house, right? So it's, it's your hospitality, obviously, is it's great. You know, oh, thanks. The, the baby sculpture like that just did it, right? That's you want to touch it? Yep, I do. <laughs> I love the baby sculpture. You should pose with it later. Sure. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> we'll take a picture of you with it. <laughs> In his arms. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, he's he's going to be a tough man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be handy. Oh, very. <laughs> Maybe toesy, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, so funny. Well, well, I think that's all the questions that we had for today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. No, thank you. It's my pleasure, actually. I really appreciate this. Oh, that's incredible to hear, too, because we were so excited to have you on. Thank like, you. I can't well, believe it. This was well, such a great opportunity. Opportunity for me. And yeah. all the words you said, too, just yeah. beautiful and inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. They're, they're from the heart. They weren't scripted, so. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm in. See you ladies another time, I'm sure. Yeah. See you on the 26th. Okay, yes. Yeah, come on to Cool Lessons. Yeah. (laughs) Don't forget to give Jerry a follow at the Humans Humans Experience Experience. on Instagram and check out his books, all the cool things going on, and thanks for tuning in. Yeah, ciao for now, guys. (laughs)